When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. podcast it's got to be the shoes is already on the line with us and thanks so much again for being part of the best lakers chat that's out there anywhere right here at the lakers fast break thanks so much for joining us and once again please go ahead and support us any way which any which way you can right here at the lakers fast break pop culture cosmos game source inside sports fantasy football of course, the great folks at LakersBall.com. You know I got to do that voice just for you, Joe, now that because you've mentioned it every time. LakersBall.com. Go ahead and check out what they're doing today at LakersBall.com, and they're not too happy as, once again, another last-minute collapse by the Los Angeles Lakers. Plus, also as well, of course, our great friends at LakerHolics.com. Go ahead and check out Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet right there for you at LakerHolics.com. If you want your lawn transformed into something much more special than it is today, Please go ahead and check out Symbolades if you're in the Southern California area. Symbolades with Y.com. Look at Joe doing with the styling, with the profiling, with his hair, uh, his quaff, per se. And also, as well, if you can go ahead and check out our good friends at Hoop Heads Podcast Network, that's truly appreciated. And remember, if you can, please go ahead and support us at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break for live watch parties. They're a lot of fun. You should hear us. We're talking about a whole bunch of things from around the world, from who has the best fast food sandwiches, Carl's Jr., hamburgers we got into, and also a deep dive. The magic man, Sean Grice, got into a deep dive on Jay Moore. And the only place you can hear that was at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break, plus more trivia as well right there for you at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. So join in on the fun starting this Friday as we go ahead and you know, try to entertain you during the games at playback.tv because obviously watching the Lakers are quite frustrating. So join us there. And if you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. It's been a great time so far until the Lakers in the third quarter and actually late in the second quarter took a double-digit lead into a double-digit deficit and once again they had to come from behind lebron james doing the lebron james things and it would look like the lakers may be in contention for another win but once again the lakers down the stretch managed to go ahead and poorly execute their way into another loss as they fall once again 
to the Sacramento Kings in another close loss that only the Lakers seemingly know how to do well this season. So the Lakers are now 20 and 25 on the season, mired near the bottom of the West Western Conference standings, and really things are not looking really great right now. This is a homestand where everything was supposed to get right as far as the ship is concerned, get, get us back to 500 by the end of this month. And now it's looking tough for that. And here to and here today to talk about first about what went on during today's game, about how the Lakers managed to go ahead go ahead and try to uh, I guess do their best to mishandle and bungle a double digit lead in the first half when they were looking so good. It's a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Soro. Joe, great to have you here. You were a great part of our watch party, which again. If you want to hear Joe Soro unfiltered, you got to go ahead and check us out at Lakers Fast Break right there on playback.tv. It is a fun time indeed. And Joe, I know the frustrations in that last minute once again reared their ugly head. Team is very good for the first 42 minutes, typically, or at least they, they've been recently. And then now it's become uh, customary for the players to uh, – Squeeze a little harder. Is that G enough? G? Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that just totally came out now. Pardon the pun. Pretty good. Alan, uh, Alan LeBron cannot get traded due to his signing the extension until after the season. Just uh, the trading part has has become this rallying cry that I don't think even changes anything. Honestly, guys, I don't think there's anything this team can do to change a mental mindset that we've been continually explaining to everyone that they are just not focused to really win. (laughs) They, they played with a lot of energy in the first quarter. I was pretty impressed at their defensive. I don't want to say prowess, but at least in the first quarter, they showed something which I hadn't seen in a while where, I saw blocked shots. Oh, what a concept. I saw blocked shots in more than one sequence once a quarter. I actually saw it in a three-minute sequence. Same time. And, you know, the NBA roller coaster throughout a four-quarter game is pretty much looking the same way, just almost exactly like the NFL, where the NFL – Every game seems to be a close game now. How many games are going into overtime every year? It's the same thing in the NBA. There's there's this somewhat what looks like I don't want to I don't want to say it's fixed, but it's, it's just, not manufactured parity, but that's what it looks like. Yeah, it, it's so bl- it's so average. And then you watch the team when it matters and they're so average. You look at the coaching decisions it's so average you look at the decisions that have been made recently from our esteemed front office and it's below death and how do you i mean we saw what was happening and of course what happens in the end uh, what's happened that's different recently is the refs are sticking it to us even more that was a four-point play None got fouled. That should have been an and one. And it likely would have tied the game. I mean, none is a very good free throw shooter. 
And that has been that we've lost three games because the refs did not call a foul on the last second shot. And they were clearly fouls. And the NBA officiating is mind boggling to me at this point in how they have, they can put people, they can put machines on Mars, but they can't figure out how to officiate an NBA game. Is it, I want to know what, what is the problem? (laughs) What is the problem? Now, if, if the ref was on the other side of the court and that happened, and if you look at the angle, you can't see the guy hit none. Okay. You didn't see it. We've talked about that, right? G we've talked about that. We've talked about how, why are they calling a foul when there wasn't a foul? Right. But if you're calling a foul, and, or you don't call a foul and someone's like, hey, man, what's up? You can say, I didn't see it, right? That that makes sense. But she was standing right there. What is she looking at? Was she looking at the stars? Was she looking at Jeannie uh, doing one of these every time a good play happened? You heard the crowd, guys. Not, it's not just Lakers fast break. Yeah, because well, we didn't hear the crowd. Did you hear the crowd? That has to burn. That's probably one of the worst chants I think I've ever heard of the game. I mean, we hear the word BS. We heard the a-hole word. Sell the team. Wow. That is embarrassing. Embarrassing for a lousy ownership management, lousy coaching, and that kind of team when it matters once again it's the lakers fast break the lakers do fall 116 to 111 to the kings again going to 20 and 25 just to give you a concept before today's game they were matching up the records from this year to last year and we're actually two games behind last year to tell you how bad it is and we all know what happened last year also as well talking about today's game good man indeed He's the man-man for Toronto. He just can't get out of Toronto traffic, but he's here anyways. And he was a great part of our Lakers Fast Break Live watch party. Again, please help support us by going ahead and being part of our live watch parties. They're a lot of fun. Nick Molina, he was fantastic on the show tonight as well in the first half. You got to go ahead and check out what we're doing today at Playback.tv. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. And Sean, you and I were going back and forth on today's game as far as, you know, too much scoring, not enough scoring. I I, I told you, I, you misunderstood what I was saying in the, fir- in the first quarter. I'm not saying and not disagreeing with you that it's bad. Every year the refereeing is bad, but I definitely agree with you that it's epically bad this season. It, it is, Gerald. It's, it's officiating across- is absolutely horrible. It's hor it's horrible. I've been to uh four Raptors games this year and basically the consensus from both fan bases was that three out of those four games the refereeing was just awful. It's been it's been glaringly bad. And um Monty McCutcheon is the head of officiating and so if anybody wants to send some uh some angry emails to the NBA. Uh, make sure you CC Monty McCutcheon on it too. They're supposed to go through a rigorous, vigorous, scrutinized process of being professional referees. It's not an easy job. I get that. I understand that. But there's a certain level of professionalism 
and like Joe was saying, just straight, straightforward common sense that you have to come to expect if you're if you're going to be competent at your job. If you're not, you should find another profession. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of these officials should find another profession. They're they're not doing their jobs properly. Uh, for God's sakes, there were seven missed calls in the Lakers-Mavs game. Seven. Seven. Usually, you, a crew will miss maybe maybe a handful at the most, but seven? That's, that's way too many. It's gotten glaringly bad. And as Joe, Joe was say, saying, none was clearly fouled. Well, hold on, Gary. We saw and we noted hundreds of empty seats in the yes. stands tonight. It may sell out, but people are not going to the games. No, no. And and as we were, we were talking during the game, Gerald, it just seems that even even if they they say they sold out, um, you know, it, it, the crowds aren't there, and it's just become a very mundane um maudlin uh crowd because it's it's ma- mostly corporate it's mostly corporate interest corporate dollars corporate partnerships and they're there to have a good time and laugh it up and you know that's that's all great but most of us who go there want to watch the team and want to watch them win and if they're not winning and or if they're not being entertained they're just not going to show up this is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you can get you the Here's cell phone version yeah. that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound. There you go. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. <laughs> Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one of the things that I, was very disappointing to me, and Joe called this out, there was no need with the Lakers down three with over 30 seconds to play for LeBron to start chucking up threes, at least contested threes. No. I think he had he had a clear lane to the basket had he just tried to make the drive. Joe, you were hitting it right on the money in that last minute. The Lakers had a chance to win this game. Once again, poor execution. And like you said, the poor aptitude at the wrong time, again, cost us another win. They are what they are. And it, it, it starts from everyone. 
you know, I, I don't want to go off of basketball too much, but it does factor into the mental capacity of, of people in general. And this is a good microcosm to that. We live in a world that's gotten more and more fake and people were already fake. We, we used to have, you know, the story of Achilles and the Iliad and, you know, the, the arrow taking him out of the Achilles. We all know that's BS. We know he didn't die because of that, you know, and, but, but it, it makes us feel good. It makes it a cool story. And to some degree, we know it's fake, but, you know, that's like the movie 5,000 years ago. But in today's society, people act like it's real. And it's not. And we see a lot of fake stuff. And this is what happens when you're fake. When you're trying to be something you're not and the pressure gets put on you, what happens? You usually, usually, you know, what is it? The, the midnight strikes, the coach turns into a pumpkin. And that's essentially what we have. We have a bunch of pumpkins. I mean, I'm talking a, from top. A pickle don't turn back into a cucumber. From yeah, from from top to bottom, and it's it's the little things. And this is just not just the LA Lakers. We're we're talking about the LA Lakers because this is an LA Lakers show. But I see this every day. I see it every day. The the fakeness of living up to something and saying the right thing and doing the right thing. What does that even mean? The right thing. I'm going to make the right decision here. I'm going to whatever. Okay. You make the right decision according to whatever book you have. What happens when that doesn't work? Now, I'm not telling you to go, you know, run over a child. Okay. I'm talking about, I hope not. Yeah, I'm talking, you know, I'm just my making God, sure. Joe, Joe. I'm just making sure here, people. Um, Good thing I know a lawyer, but my God. Right. That life has exceptions. Might as well just okay. shut down the channel now. <laughs> no, no, no. So my point is, <laughs> my point is, when you go, if, if you're going to show me that you're, you're skilled, your ability to adapt and figure something that goes wrong out is going to tell me a lot about who you are in your position. This is not a life or death thing, guys. This is me trying to put together just regular life into the sport. You know, everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's rich and and on that team, they're all going to live good lives. No one got hurt really, but we're talking about it in the concept of, 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 of the result of what we're watching. I don't dislike Darvin Ham personally. I don't dislike LeBron personally. I don't dislike anybody. I don't even dislike Jeannie and Rob. I'm talking strictly their, profession and how bad they are at it and they are really bad i mean really bad and genie was never really good we we got this false sense of something when we won the 2020 title rob when you look back on his i guess resume he never really made a significant anything i mean he's had an agency dictate everything for him and anything that he's been in charge of, he's butchered. Then you bring in a rookie coach who was an assistant coach for a decade. I said this on the last show. An assistant coach for 10 years. I think he has been he was an assistant coach for more than that, actually. An assistant no, coach. For- I, I, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. His, he, he was on the 2012-2013 Lakers staff. So you had you already had intimate knowledge of this guy's skill set. And you still waited 10 years to hire him. 
That's like the equivalent of a four-year player in basketball. Four-year players in basketball in college don't typically they don't good players don't do don't do that. They 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 go one and done. So they can't even they couldn't even get that right. And I'm 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 harp, I'm, I'm gonna give Darvin Ham a little bit of a leeway here, even though he's terrible right now, because it is his first year. He's only been a head coach for three months. Maybe he'll figure something out next year. But I, I just it's it's I saw such good basketball even even when they were playing a little bad and they were down uh, a few points to Sacramento it's the NBA again nine ten point leads eleven point leads that's like a three four point lead these days they st- they made a comeback they tied it they took the lead again but as soon as that halfway mark of the fourth quarter hit it looked like they didn't know how to play basketball mm-hmm. and that is frustrating that means. And I've been watching a lot of choking the last few years. I mean, the worst manager I've ever watched with the amount of talent that that he has, Dave Roberts, is the massive choker. I mean, he can't motivate he can't motivate a bird to fly. Okay, it, he just cannot motivate jack squat. So if you're sitting there telling me about analytics or display this, that, okay, what do you what do you need a manager for if you're just num- put, you know punching the numbers? How about inspire people? Dusty Baker did it. Why can't go go get somebody like Dusty Baker then if you can't motivate or if you can't win because this guy's not doing what he's supposed to do? So Darvin Ham, he sets a play which was correct, and you guys just gee, you know I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you what I see, right? No, you're he, very he shy. Did, he did. He did call for LeBron to go to the hole, right? That's correct. Great call. Here's the problem. What if they seal the lane? Now what? All of a sudden, LeBron can't get to the hole. He backtracks. Looks like he's never played basketball. Looks like he's never run a secondary or a third option on a last play. And what what, what do we do now? What, whose job is that to make sure that works? How about devise a, put a play together where, hey, if they seal that that lane off, we got to have guys, uh, you know, moving around or doing something, right? Instead, all I see is a bunch of people going, just like us. That's what we do. That's what we're supposed to do as, as viewers. You guys are supposed to be doing stuff. And I, I know it's weird, but guys, it doesn't matter if it's a billion-dollar company. Gee, again, I'm going to point back to you because you know everything. That's why your middle name is Genius. You've seen what's been going on in the video game world, the the apples, and all these billion trillion dollar valued companies. They're all, they're, all they're all losing. They're all losing. They're all losing. They're all you know getting rid of people and develop. Like just because it's the Lakers, just because you're you got a lot of money, doesn't mean you know what the hell you're doing. And that's what's been going on a lot in a lot of things. And the Lakers have fallen into that. And that's because at the end of the day, guys, when you're a fake Mark, I want to finish that line. When you're fake, I mean, they're starting to live up to that name. I remember I used to hear that L.A. Fakers thing all the time. I used to get mad, too. But they are. They've turned the L into an F. And their performance is equal to that. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do fall 116 and 111 to the Sacramento Kings. I do want to mention something before we go ahead. And I want to, there's a comment that Zangerstein said in here a second, but I do want to welcome anyone on the 15 
new Facebook groups I joined today that celebrate the Lakers. We are Laker fans too. We're the Lakers fast break. I just want to let you know we are on every post game. We're the best Lakers post game podcast that's out there. No one does it better than us. No one has more uh, opinions than us. No one has better opinions than us right here at the Lakers fast break. So if anybody's out there from that's new, that's just checking us out for the first time, please go ahead, like, and subscribe. So you get the latest notifications on when we go live on the year right here at the Lakers fast break. But Zangerstein said something I wanted to go ahead and note during your rant, one of your rants. I don't know which one, but one of them, Joe, that's because they're playing two types of basketball. They're playing super fast all game, which they should, but in the clutch, you can't do that because the defense has already adjusted. We talked about this during the show, uh, the live Lakers fast break live watch party, Sean, about how the Lakers have a certain way of playing for three and a half quarters. But when, you know, in fact, that's at the NBA, they're up and down. Resistance is, is as, as Jamie said, resistance is futile, throwing the Borg Star Trek thing out there. And then, you know, the defense, there's not much of it, you know, for three and a half quarters. Then when it gets serious, then the Lakers have to go ahead and rely on their half court game. It gets pretty ugly when that happens. Uh, absolutely, Gerald. And uh, you have to wonder, what are they doing in practice? Practice? Yeah, practice. Practice? Do yeah. Practice? You, well, you would think, right? You would think these are professionals. They run through sets. They run through schemes. They run through scenarios. Allen Iverson ain't, didn't have any of that. No, no. But that's you think a, LeBron James, how many times has he actually practiced? <laughs> you know what? I, I doubt he does much anymore. But he watches practice, that's for sure. Yeah, he's on the sidelines because he's still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, th- uh, Daryl, uh, Gerald, this might be the one of the. I mean, the 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 kids and their half court sets were just awful. But other than that, this is pretty brutal. Watching a bunch of veterans who can't um, even muster uh, one point per possession. I mean, they can't. They can't even average one. PPP in the half court. That's bad. That's really bad, ladies and gentlemen, because one is average, and the Lakers are barely barely above .95, which is just that that's G League level. And uh, Gerald had mentioned it before that he's seen some high school prep teams who can run better half court sets than the uh, the Lakers. Well, again, also as well, just want to make sure we also mention our courtside Lakers Instagram. Give a big shout out to you. Please go ahead, follow, like, and support. And if you want, again, please uh, go ahead and subscribe on YouTube so you get the latest notification when we go live on here. Joe, uh, I mean, I've got a question for you from John McKinley, and he brought up something pretty good. Is it all on the coaching? Oh, it's everything. It's from top to bottom. This team has set itself up to be losers. This taking a vacation once every three games, this inability to improve the team, the the coaching staff not being able to run a a simple play. I mean, when was the last – when – I'm giving Darvin Ham a benefit of the doubt somewhat because he is a rookie coach. Maybe he can improve next year after a year of training because we'll be out of the – I mean, if we make it as a 10 spot, we'll probably be done and want it done anyways. This team is – I don't even know what the word to use other than uh, incapable. 
They're incapable of being winners because they play and they think like losers. Yes, they play like they think and play like losers. And if you're not gonna if you're not gonna try to win, if you're not gonna try to make a shot, you know, John's talking about they lost track of the time. Yeah, because their mind is focused on mistakes. Why do you think they didn't shoot? And that was a great statement, not okay. a question for you, John. It wasn't a great yeah. statement. It was a terrible statement. But you know, it was I a great to... statement. No, I, it was I terrible. Disagree. John, your statement was terrible. We talk I disagree. About... I, I disagree. just talked. I just, I just had a rant for twenty minutes about fake crap. I'm telling you the truth. But this, this has is... nothing to do with losing where the clock is because their mind is somewhere else. It's fear. They're fearing mistakes. They're fearing. Um, oh, if I miss the shot, I'm going to get yelled at. That's They're like children, okay? This team has a loser's mentality, and we've been talking about it for almost half a year now, or more than a half a year, uh, half the season. It is what it is. That's it. There is nothing else to discuss. Is this going to change? I don't think so, because no one's doing anything. You know, it, it's it's strange, you know, uh, like, uh, like Joe was saying. For 46 minutes, its team is competently competitive. But then, like, for some reason, the last two and a half, three minutes, they're they're the most inept, incompetent group I've ever seen. Like, the, the almost inversion of what they are for the first 45 minutes. It, 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 it's something to behold. You know, uh, I'm a big stats guy. I like stats. So does Joe. And Gerald does too. So here are a couple stats for you. Throw it at me, baby. Throw it at me. Come on. So so of the Lakers' 20 wins, only seven of them have been by 10 points or more. Okay? Of their 25 losses, 16 of those are by more than 10 points. So when you look at the point differential, it it goes like this. It's goes down, goes a little up, down, goes a little up. That's what this team is. That's what this team is. It 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 shows. Usually, a team that wins close, that wins close but loses close, they're not a very good team. That they're, they're in the NFL, you'd basically be an eight and eight, seven and nine team. That's what that's what we are. We are we are an eight and eight, seven and nine, basically. Uh, I think we'll be lucky if we win forty games this year. Um, well, we gotta win forty games this year in order to I don't, uh, sniff the plan. You're asking a lot there, Gerald. So we're twenty and twenty five, forty five games played. We have thirty seven left. That would mean the Lakers would have to go 20 and 17. That means they're playing above bore. I don't think that's going to happen. Once again, it's the Lakers losing 116 to 111. They fall to 20 and 25. John McAlian of the John McAlian YouTube channel says 40. Lucky if we win 30 at this rate. He's about uh, right. And, you know, I try to be something I'm usually not the very the positive guy heading into this this homestand. I was going four and one on this homestand. Lakers can turn around. They can go ahead and do some good things right now. They're staring at a one and four homestand if they lose on Friday. 
How big of a failure, Joe, will that be? I want to know. I I would love to. I would love to be in on hiring, the hiring process in the NBA. What what constitutes as bringing in someone in terms of a, a general manager or player personnel type, and then a coach? What makes you think that a certain coach is is ready to be a head coach? Does, does he have a specific system? Does he motivate a certain way? Can he adapt to certain things? Or is this just a kind of like, well, let's hope he's good? Well, oh, he had a great haircut. He looked great. Is this are we picking head coaches like like casting directors pick hot chicks? Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I want I would like to know that. And the NBA has always been a little bit more difficult because it's 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 that top five player, top ten players that dominate the team because you don't get that talent just around the corner. You can't draft somebody in the second round and they become Tom Brady or someone that's a franchise player. You have to get those pie picks that have, you know, out of this world talent. And if those guys, I'll I'll just say, I'll just say this, Um, you know, as far as um, NBA head coaching goes and the history of winning coaches, it's usually not the stars or superstars and it's not even the role players, really. It's more of the grinders who've ended up winning a lot. Pat Riley was a grinder. Phil Jackson was a grinder. Larry Brown was a grinder. That well, I mean, Darvin Ham is, is so. Is, so is a... no, no, hold on, Joe, hold on. I'm not finished yet. When you look at today's uh, landscape, I'll I'll use uh, an example. Willie Green. Willie Green is doing a great job in New Orleans. Willie Green was a grinder, same as Darvin Ham, but yet Willie Green and his system and his schemes are much better than Darvin Ham's. Now, why is that? Is it because uh, Willie Green has better overall talent? Probably, probably, but Willie Green doesn't have LeBron James on his team, and he doesn't have Anthony Davis on his team. And he doesn't have Russell Westbrook on his team. Those are three Hall of Famers. What what Hall of Famer is on the Pelicans right now? And don't say Zion. Zion. Yeah. So basically, he's got he's got no Hall of Famers on his team, and he's got him, you know, well within, uh, you know, a solid playoff position. All I'm saying is this: You're right, Joe. I think there's something to be said about about in the NBA especially it's not what you know it's who you know but when you when you pierce through the bs the best coaches are the ones who grind it out steve so when you look at the uh the past four coaches not named steve kerr who've won nba titles let's go through the list ty lu was ty lu a great role player not really not really. He did his job. Was Nick Nurse? Not really. Didn't play in the NBA, but he was a grind. He was a grinder everywhere he's ever been as a coach. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel didn't play in the NBA either. But Frank Vogel was a video coordinator similar to Eric Spolstra 
and he worked his way up through the ranks. And we'll go even further further beyond that. Uh, Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle also was not a great role player. He he played his role on a team at the end of the bench. So what I'm saying is it's not necessarily uh, where you came from. It's what what, like Joe was saying, what skills did you acquire in your playing career or in your coaching career that reflect uh, success in the NBA? Well, Joe is right. An, an owner, an executive, if that guy's got no experience, you've got nothing to go on. Just, ah, it's a gut feeling. I got faith in him. You know, that kind of BS. Well, uh, with the Lakers, again, still losing, ending up losing 116-111, to 111, you know, the calls are out there. I, I mean, I think this was a boiling point, Joe, when you have the crowd at the, at the, the crypt just unloading. And I think it's a message. And I don't know if she was there with Jay Moore, who was the subject of much conversation during the first quarter and actually during the course of the past couple of days. It's so funny because we were uh, communicating on some, you know, back end stuff. And, you know, this picture of Jeannie and Jay Moore are at the sideline. And everybody's talking about all these other things organization wise. I'm going, what the hell happened to Jay Moore? Yeah, Gerald's like, Jay Moore really let himself go. Yes, and he's younger than me. And he's almost 10 years younger than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is flying out of planes and his co-star, Jerry Maguire, looks, well, okay, I don't want to go ahead and go too, too much. Like, the, 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 Gerald, I think you guys think... forgot that he's Tom Cruise and he's Jay Moore. That's why. Yeah, well, that, that's why Sean went. But that's why Joe Sean went on a deep dive into Jay Moore that you could only hear on Playback.tv slash Lakers. I'm just, I'm just wondering if, if he realized that when he put that shirt on, that when they took the photo, it would be the most unflattering photo he ever had in his life. If he, <laughs> I, I'm, oh, I'm, give I'm him, almost... give him more time. Give him plenty more time sitting oh. at Lakers games with Jeannie. I'm going to hold you to that, Gerald, because I think maybe this might cause him to to just rethink his whole wardrobe. Just go a size too big. No. <laughs> Gerald's like, nope. Joe, I want to ask you this. I mean, the frustrations are beginning to mount with this team. The team is now 20 and 25. They're following further and further down in the Western Conference. I'm not exactly surprised where they're at. Remember, I was the one that was actually picked them below us out of anybody. I picked them 10th, so they're even below my expectations on what they were going to do this season. Where do you go from here? I mean, this is a team that can't defend at all to any measure. They have problems and issues, defensive rebounding. Their transition is great, but their shooting, and I'm being nice when I'm saying this, at the very best is inconsistent. Where do you go from here? Because it looks like there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, buyers, not too many sellers. So it looks like the Lakers might not even be able to make a deal, even if they want to make a deal before the deadline. That's really going to help the team. Even if they want to do what? What deal? What deal would they want to do? They don't want Who's to do out anything. there? They don't want to go over the threshold. That's all. That, that's already been said. They want, they want a two-for-one kind of deal at the, the dollar store. They don't 
They don't, they don't care about improving this team this year. And LeBron is stuck because where's he going to make his money? Who's going to drop going, 50? He's not going anywhere. He's not Let going anywhere because no one's going to pay or trade for him. Can we finally put this to bed? He's it has to be. anywhere. Yeah. He's not no one, leave Los Angeles. No, one, no one's going to pay. This is the NBA. It's different than football, right, where you can hide things with signing bonuses. You, you gut your team for LeBron in the summer just because he demands a trade. They couldn't even do it for Durant, and Durant's somewhat still in his prime. So, I mean, Le- LeBron seems to be still in his prime too, but – it, it's just not. It's over. It's over. The NBA is, is has changed. Everyone. The NBA has changed, and this is kind of a good thing because it was kind of getting out of hand. Where every, every other month somebody wanted to get traded, and this summer if there was one positive with this, like the owner's like, no, I ain't training you anywhere. You just stay there. Then. And the issue here is, it's we are not demanding. We're not demanding excellence. We're we're saying it's okay, you know. Uh, he's you know he's doing his you know uh, half court work, and he might come back before the All Star break. And you know LeBron's gonna sit the Denver game after we just finally got some motion and some winner mentality. Five games is a lot of games to win in a row, even if you're good, and you crapped it all away because you wanted to rest. Because every time you lose that sense of urgency, you're like, oh, okay, good. And then guess what? Boom, those bad habits start coming back. All that tightness, all that tight. You know, I was reading an article today about Rob Gronkowski and how playing for the Patriots, he was saying it in a subtle way that when they would lose games in New New England, it was depressed. It was depression all week. And he said, when we won... We were only depressed for a little bit at the beginning of the week. So we That's wanted to win. trade, Jim. That's a horrible trade that Bobby Marks is suggesting. <laughs> that That's <laughs> – they created such a winning culture that you, you wanted to win because you didn't want to be depressed. Imagine that. This is grown men talking like this, and the right guys were able to – Make it happen, whether it's Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick, all that stuff, right? Winner's mentality, guys. It can never turn off. If you want to be uh, an okay winner, uh, a sort of winner, and everybody's definition of winner is different, but if we're going to look at, let's say, LeBron James's career, let's, let's put it in perspective. LeBron is playing his 20th season in the NBA. Would it be safe to say that he's, other than Shaq, and maybe Wilt, he is the most imposing physical specimen that's ever played in the NBA. There's no debate. As a matter of fact, you can even put him in front of Shaq and Wilt to a degree because he's a gigantic man who can control the ball. Okay? and well, it's, no- it's, it, there's Frank Sinatra had a great quote. He said, there's something to be said about longevity. So, 20 years, physical specimen, still playing at a high level, right? Good for him. But there's one thing that I pay attention to. Why is he only won four championships in 20 years with that kind of talent? When I look at Shaq's career, he played, I think, 19 years. 
barely. I mean, he really played 14, 16. but yeah. Was it 16? Yeah. You sure? I'm almost certain, yeah. When did he retire? In 2009? His last season was 2008. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so looking at Shaq's career, Shaq won one MVP because, and I'm, I'm not trying to dog on Shaq. He, he got us a three-peat. I'm, you know, I, I, I love Shaq. But it, it's still at the end of the day, if you're looking at it from an objective standpoint, he left a lot on the table. Wilt, who should have won six, seven championships during his, his time, only won two. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a damper. Jordan, why is Jordan known as the number one guy of all time? Because he was always winning at the right time. I will say this, though, uh, in Wilt's defense, in all four years he was with the Lakers, they went to the finals. All four years. Yes, but that 1970s, or I should say 1969s, the you know issue with the coach was well. The, but what I'm what I'm saying is, because um, me and Gerald had this conversation previously. If you compare Wilt's Laker career to LeBron's, Wilt Wilt is ahead of him. He made the finals all four years he was with the Lakers. They each they each have one. They each I, have one. I don't I don't put a lot of stock in finals appearances unfortunately i know that there there's there's a status there but i think i think i think there why why do you say that sir because because i'm i'm I'm, we're seeing the results of that kind of mentality it's not a winning formula i think yeah but i i think i think it's i think it's 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 sean do you remember Sean, do you remember? I'll let you fin- I'll let you finish uh, your talk. But I just want to ask you this quick question sure. before I forget. Sure. Do you remember in two thousand nine, after the uh, Lakers beat Denver in the Western Conference Finals? Do you remember how the locker room was when they were being presented the Western Conference uh, trophy? Yeah, they were all stoic. They were, they were really stoic, cel- celebrating. I, re- I remember Derek Fisher had his his arms around his back and he's just sitting yeah. there going like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I remember that too, sir. I can't – you cannot go <laughs> – I'm going to use a an analogy here that everyone will identify with, at least most will. When you fly first class, it's very difficult to go back to coach. Mm. That was our first class. I'm used to this. I'm used to this. And why do I hold – because I don't, I don't want you all coming, oh, well, Joe, stop living in the past. No, 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 no. I am not living in the past. You, the audience, the people out there, the media, you're telling me this guy is the greatest of all time. You're telling me that. I'm, I didn't say it. He's the greatest of all time. There is no timeline when it comes to greatest of all time. That's a different beast. You want to show me you're the greatest of all time, you win the game tonight. You win the game in Philly. You win the game in Philly before that. You, you get those things done. You play in Denver. Now, if you lose like Jerry West used to lose, I'll tip my hat off to you. You tried your best. Uh, you know when someone goes all out. You know. You can tell. You go all out, I will tip my hat and say, you know what? I saw your effort. I saw every ounce of energy put towards it, and you did, there's nothing else you can do. So, so um, 
four and six in finals versus one and eight. I love I love Jerry West. I love Jerry West. He's he's in my top five personal favorite players of all time. I didn't even watch him play. I've only basically just seen game films and highlights. Um but you know, there were there were three separate occasions when Jerry West had either a 2-1 lead or a 3-2 lead on the Celtics and the Lakers just couldn't close the deal. They couldn't close the deal. For God's sakes, there was that... Uh, well, I don't think uh, many Laker fans will forget that uh, Jack Kent Cook had the uh, the balloons all ready to go and um, that blew up in his face. Jerry West is on that finals team. Like I said, Joe... I commend Jerry West for making all the finals he made. I think making the finals is a lot hard. It is so hard. It's only one team can win. Only one team can win. But when you get to the finals eight, nine, ten times in your career, even if you've only won one or two, that's still one or two championships more than than most legends have. So I, I think I think the the game is obviously different. But I think going to eight straight finals is something that will never be duplicated ever. It, it just, it's not going to happen again. Well, they said that in this. They said that after the Celtics dynasty, it happened again. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I yeah, but that, but one individual now making making eight straight. That's that's almost unheard of. I, I, I I'm not, I'm not trying to dilute it here, but. The East is, has been terrible for a good, better part of a quarter of a century. And we know very, very well if we're – and, Sean, I know you've got a memory like an elephant. If LeBron was in the West, he, would have, he, wouldn't, have swift, he wouldn't have sniffed three in a row. The East You're was right. so bad. You're the right, The East Joe. was so bad. It was between, tilted, no doubt. Between 2000 and 2012. And it, it took it took Chris Bosch in from Toronto, Miami, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron having to come from Cleveland. From, Sanger so, Science says, "Don't forget the Warriors." By the way, I, I don't. Why do why, why do I want to remember the Warriors? They've been to, they've been to so many. They were what uh, five out of six in finals, going yeah. to straight finals. Yeah, something like that. So they went in 15, 16, 17, 18, and nineteen. And they won. No, the Cle- Cleveland, won Cleveland won sixteen. Yeah, I know they went to five straight finals. Yeah, yeah, but they won three. So what are we talking about? I think Zanger sign was just asking asking to clarify as far yeah, as yeah. Jim Jim Howe says Grizzlies gonna smoke us. Jag gonna cook. Yeah, that's gonna happen. That that that's gonna happen. Well, and... let's ask, well let's ask this before because uh, Douglas brings up a good question, Sean and Joe. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do lose 116 to 111. Douglas Jenkins uh, is in the chat asking you guys, let me ask you something, guys, or me as well. Why the Lakers have to pay the Lakers tax and the Celtics don't? It's a good question because uh, I, I think the Celtics do have a level of arrogance as far as their team, the way they run the organization in the past. Uh, they, obviously, the 17 world championships like us is something that you know they crow about as well. But I think because uh, the the atmosphere, the limelight, uh, Hollywood, that whole nine yards, I think just – I just think the way that the organization here is represented and also portrayed, 
it's part of the reason why the Lakers tax exists. So the tax plus also all the way, plus also the way they've gone about their business as the way you know, compared to the way that the Celtics have gone, you know, around and the, and the way that they've done their business. Like when what Danny tax? Ages what are you guys talking about? The Lakers so, tax. They're talking about so, how the Lakers have to pay more for, a, let's say, a trade or something than, let's okay. say, a, another team. The, okay. the supposed Lakers tax because it's okay. the Lakers doing the deal as opposed to someone else. Okay, so the Laker, the Laker tax really is really started from that pipsqueak in Dallas, <laughs> that that hypocrite, old, cr- decrepit guy in San Antonio, and then that quick and loans schmuck in Cleveland. Okay, it started with those guys, especially Cuban. Cuban really pisses me off because that guy yaps about America and freedom and all that, and then he went straight, you know what, when he wasn't getting his way. Oh, he, and, he, he made he made one of the worst blunders in free agent history. He let Steve Nash walk out the door. He he. You want to talk about blowing up a championship team? They win the title in eleven, and he. And he he, he thought he was going to go get everybody. Like no one wants to go play over there, and we all found out what what, what they do behind the scenes over there, right? Well, so it's inter- to, wait, hold on, Joe. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but it just what you said there. Nobody wants to play there. I could say the same thing about Boston. To answer Douglas's question, when's the last time a premier free agent ever went to the Boston Celtics? Would you consider um, no tra- not trades? I'm talking about just straight up signing. Was he traded? Was uh, no what from Atlanta? Uh, but he's on the team right now. I'm totally drawing a blank here. Al Horford. Al Horford. Didn't Al Horford sign as a free agent? He yeah he did, but, w- but that was like, like the first one in years. And then yeah, he got but traded, like, would, but then he got brought can, back. At the time, would you have considered Al Horford a top the, the, 10 Okay, the problem NBA? with Boston, the problem with Boston, unfortunately. They can't get free agents to go there. The problem with Boston is they have a, uh, they had a social issue in Boston similar to Philly. I think Boston might have been worse. And the other thing is, beyond that, it's it's freaking the East Coast. No one wants to play. People want to play in the sun. They want to play in Miami and L.A. You gotta overpay. You gotta overpay if you're a coastal city, whether you're on the east coast or the west coast. But Joe's right. Boston, Toronto, New York, Brooklyn. The the tax now, the Laker tax is the 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 buffoon. That's the general manager. That's the tax now. We're not gonna give you jack squat. We know you're desperate. Look, come on, guys. This is a common sense thing. They know the Lakers are desperate. They're not gonna give them jack. They're not gonna give them anything. Yeah, see, that's great. They're not going to give them anything. And at the same time, the NBA culture right now has changed. The NBA culture has made it impossible to make a trade of any significance because almost every team has a chance to still make the playoffs. So there's really no fire sale. It's diluted. It's diluted the the winners and the losers. It's really di- it's really diluted it. it. It is. They made they made <sighs> Adam Silver has overcorrected a little bit here in so many ways. And it's it's sad because I like Adam, but he needs to get this player participation thing situated. And if they go with a hard cap, which I'm thinking that's the, the route this is going to go, we are in really, really big trouble because now we're going to be watching the NBL, the National Basketball League, uh, uh, a.k.a. NFL. Just nine and eight teams all over the place. 
Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast, My Worst Holiday, and you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. Thanks so much for joining us. I truly wanted to say thank you again to everybody out there that's catching us for the first time on Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. Yeah, Gerald. I I just it it just dawned on me, but it's interesting. I love it because we've got the feisty Sean. I remember when you know Laker Tom was going on and on, and he would you know you would not want to interrupt him, or or somebody else would go on. James, or I'd raise my hand. Yeah, raise your hand. Go ahead, Sean. I feel like I'm in class. Go ahead, Sean. You know it's it's interesting, Gerald. Um, Joe was talking about the um, uh, the competency and the the buffoonery and the the maudlin uh, way that uh, the Lakers front office runs things. I find it very interesting. Um, do you remember? I think it'd be a few weeks ago. There was a there was a. S- Sneaky little report that Jeannie Buss said she's she's the one who signed off on the AD deal, but but she won't say publicly that she signed off on the Russell Westbrook deal. She puts that in the in the lap of Rob Polinka. I just find that very interesting, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a quote again because you know I I like those and I think they they fit into the analogy. Uh, President Ronald Reagan once said that uh, it's amazing what you can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. And it just seems like the Lakers front office is deciding, well, I'm going to blame you for this and I'll take credit for it. And if things go sideways, they're going to get blamed and we'll fire him or we'll demote them. But we're going to be okay. That that's what it seems like. Am I am I off base here, or do you guys agree? No, you're you're right on the money, my friend. We're not disagreeing you in the in the least. Uh, in fact, uh, we actually stand behind you on that because it's just right now it's a it's everything you fear as a sports fan when it comes to Look what at- they're doing right now. It's everything you fear about how it's being run. And I'm glad you brought that up, Sean. And this is why you have to cut in sometimes because sometimes you have such an amazing response to something. You need to get to it right away unless it's been telling you this for yes. years. Because yes, then I got to I got to yes, tell you of... this constantly. Chime in, you you so and so. So yes. that's a great point because look what's happened to the Dallas Cowboys the last 27 years. You had an insecure Rich, money, all that stuff, right? All success, right? You had an insecure man who cost him. He probably cost himself God knows how many titles because he wanted the credit. For who? For what? What? You're the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. You would have gotten credit. 
Why does it have to be in front of the camera and me going, hey, tell me what's going on. Hey, tell me, <laughs> tell me I'm cool. Tell me I'm good. Right? Yes. So now yes, that sir. makes sense. It makes sense when you give this kind of details out, it starts to make sense why you have these kind of people running a sinking ship. You have people who don't have any business in the position they're in. No business. Jeannie has no business being an owner of an NBA basketball team. And it's not just her. It's not just her. It's just we're talking about her because she's the owner of our team. She has no business running. She should go back, like I said, sell tickets to the circus. She's good at that. Rob Palinka has been hated by general managers because he's an agent. It's natural, right? You know, agents are trying to get money for their clients, and they that's what they do. Pricks. That's now, on top of that, on top of that, he is a snake. And maybe that's why Kobe liked him, because Kobe liked snakes. But I never saw Kobe being a snake, which is weird. It's just a I just still I still think, and I'll 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 take this to to the to the end. I still say that Rob Palinka was on his best behavior when Kobe was around. When Kobe died, it turned into that the matriarch or the patriarch passed away, and then all the runt kids became who they really were before because they had to answer to somebody when they screwed up, when the parents were still alive, or one of the parents was still alive. As soon as the parents are gone, as soon as the authority's gone, boom, they turn into the scumbags that they really are. And that's that's I'm been around a long time, guys. 44 years, almost 45. People will tell you who they are very quickly. And a lot of 99% of the time it's true. So every leadership position, except to some degree with LeBron, because his talent is so out of this world that it's able to kind of cover some ground. But the problem with LeBron, and it's always been there, is the last six minutes of a game. He's not really he is a B minus player in that at that point. He's a B minus player. He's not average. He's B minus. And it's cost him a couple titles. It has. It's cost him, you know, it's 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 a real it's the reality, but he should not have lost in 2011 against Dallas. You're up to one. You should have won that series. Yes. And and it's just not, it's just it, 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 I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm repeating myself after every show. Uh, but we you have know, to our crowd it. is responding to it, Joe, and they're pre they're they're respecting and backing you 100% on that. So, they, you know, you get a lot of love from our from our crowd. What's good is we're getting some good examples. I thought that Reagan quote was so just absolutely perfect. Right on the money. Yeah. And, and, and I, I and, and when you're in a in a when you're in a setup, doesn't matter if it's work or at home or whatever, you should let the results dictate your feelings so if if my kids turn out to be productive human beings uh, what am i gonna do go 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 around go hey man it's because of me i got i got got my wife here too like what 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 do you what do you do like what 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 what's that gonna do is that is are you gonna get like are people gonna come to your house and go hey man good job raising your kids i'm gonna tell you this every day for the next 30 years like what do you what is with this adulation the end result is should be enough win a championship win win it whatever you're doing accomplish what you're doing that should be enough you 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 sought out what you wanted to get and you got it why do you need to be 
pat it on the back every five seconds. Are you that this pathetic? I guess maybe most people are. Reggae Joe was asking uh, Sean a a most pertinent question. What is your favorite burger topping? That's probably the most random question we've had on the show that didn't that, include that something is not as far only as from a, ran- a sex spot. Jalapenos. Yeah, that is not only a random question. That is a fantastic question because right. if there's one thing uh, I love almost as much as the Lakers, it's beer and barbecue. So my favorite burger topping, topping yeah, would probably be you know what? It'd be a combo. It'd be it'd be mustard and ketchup. Mustard's always good. Any yeah. mustard is always the right answer. Although I gotta have pickles, pickles and some pickles. Bacon. Yeah. Oh, of course. Bacon, you onions. You can't have a burger without pickles. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, steak fries are the best fries, says John McAlian. There you go. Reggae Joe says thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Not only do we talk Tell about us what toppings, your favorite topics are, Reggae Joe. Yes, yeah, we want to hear from you in the chat. What are your favorite burger toppings out there? Because it keeps the, the conversation going. Petting my cat says onions are trash. Well, I, I like onions. Sorry. Sorry. Yep, yep. See, now there's fighting's words. You know, John and Petting my cat are now going at it over onions. Reggae Joe says bacon. Bacon. Oh, mm, bacon. Bacon. That, that's, that's, that's a correct answer. Yes, that is. Everything's good. better with bacon. Uh, Eduardo, LeBron cannot leave in free agency because he will not be a free agent at the end of the season. It's going to be another season. Yes. Then he has the option to go ahead after I, next season. Exactly. He can also cannot be traded until the summer as well. Exactly. I Look, I, I, me and Joe were talking about this earlier in the show. Chili's I, good. Good chili, yes. Chili, very nice. Jalapenos Very nice, John, yes. Uh, provolone. I like provolone, yes. Jalapenos and cheese, Zingerstein. I like jalapenos. Joe, you gotta get, okay. What is your favorite burger topping, Joe? We're trying to get lighten the mood before we head on out. All right. Yeah, he's not frozen. He's just he just can't. <laughs> he's speechless at this point. Tommy Burgers, the famous Tommy Burgers. There's a couple here in Vegas, so yeah, they're not too bad at all. Now, if you had fried pickles and put them, they're pretty good too. Yeah, but I, yeah. I like. I had some garlic pickles the other day that were really they're really good. But anyways, it is the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, guys, I want to go ahead and talk about Dr. Jerry Buss because tonight, even though it wasn't his birthday, his birthday actually comes up on the 27th, they did honor Dr. Jerry Buss on, for Dr. Jerry Buss night at the Crypt. So we will also go ahead and touch on a, a little bit about the game and what's coming up on Friday. But before we head on out, please, you mentioned it, Joe, during the broadcast on our live watch party the reflections of Dr. Jerry Buss. I believe you call him, or was it you, Sean, the best sports owner ever? Yes, he is by, by, by far, by far. There, the, I, I wouldn't even know who to put second to him. Honestly, uh, he's just above and beyond what your expectations would be. Thank you, Dr. Buss. Yes. Joe, any thoughts on, on Dr. Jerry Buss on the night that they honored him at the crypt? With a loss, of course. Dr. Buss, uh, it, it, it's it's interesting how when the Bulls had their um, <clears throat> wrestling-like entrance music and and now from North Carolina, everyone... That's actually the Alan Parsons project. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always think of uh, 
Austin Powers when I hear yeah. it. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny, Joe. It's taint, funny. That whole thing is tainted. Every time I hear it, it's just like A.A. Ron. As soon as I hear the word Aaron, I'm like, it's A.A. Ron. The Bulls get the credit for having this, uh, again, wrestling-like entrance and show and all that dramatic stuff. Actually, Which now we, everybody does. It was yeah. Dr. Bust. And I'm going, I'm going in a different lane here with Dr. Bust. Stuff that actually had uh, NBA, like it was NBA shifting type stuff that he did. Number one, he created an atmosphere that was like a concert, like a, a get together versus just some people walking in and watching, you know, 10 guys going back and forth. He had cheerleaders, he had music, he had just the lights and all that stuff, right? The big one is the regional deal he did with prime ticket where he essentially created his own channel and that created a whole new thing even bigger is naming rights on the arena now just like george lucas when he found his plot out in northern uh, northern california happened to be on lucas valley ranch road Hmm. or lucas valley road i should say what is the luck that George Lucas finds a plot where it says he didn't put it there. It was there already. Right. So sometimes destiny is just, it's waiting for you. When I was a kid, I heard the great Western forum. I thought Dr. Bus was creating a Western like theme of the, of the arena. Great Western forum. That's a great name for a, for a, for a stadium. I didn't know it was a bank. It's like Great Western. It was a bank. Like when I got older. So excitement, uh, regional programming, and then advertisement. He's very innovative. He he was probably the most innovative owner in the history of the NBA. And not only was he, you know, he used to have a calculator. I think you guys know this. He used to have a calculator not, not on his desk. It wasn't for him. It's for you. Mm-hmm. He, he could do everything in his mind. He was a PhD in chemistry. So Dr. Buss, much like Jer- uh, Jimmy Johnson, since we've been talking about the Cowboys, Jimmy Johnson had a degree in psychology. He understood people. He understood what made things tick. Dr. Buss understood strategy, numbers, What's going to do this versus this? If you do, he could calculate all that. He was half a genius. And on top of that, he was just, even after Shaq yelled at him to, to give him a, an extension, he, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't get angry. He was, angry. Chill. He was just chill, chill, right? We were angry for him. I remember when, when Shaq did it in a preseason game, you know, pay me mother, you know what? And I'm sitting there going, dude, this guy's already paid you like $240 million and you're yelling at him. And I, 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 the guy lived as good of a life as you could have ever lived. And it, it was a celebration when he passed. It was it a really celebration. Was. He had a hell of a life. I know it wasn't, I know for the, for the, you know, uh, Christians out there, maybe not so much, but for the regular folk, he was, he, 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 he impacted a lot of people and he impacted this lifetime in a, in a way where I don't think we'll ever see. And as far as a second ownership, um, if we're talking about the NBA, 
I could say maybe the San Antonio Spurs ownership would probably come in second over the last 50 years. I could see that. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Because the Celtics uh, would be in a distant third. Actually, probably you put in the last 50 I years, think, might I, Chicago for that I think Chicago. I think as far as great sports team owners go, if there was a number two, it would likely be Robert Kraft. Boy, that's a – as far as just like in terms of changing the game or just what, – what, what, Well, what just, would that... just in terms success. of, you know, success. So I would put him number two uh, uh, below Dr. Buss. Uh, uh, here's where I'll give Bob Kraft some credit. Bob Kraft – instantly realized he made a massive mistake with Bill Parcells and said to himself, I'm just, this is, I'm theorizing because it makes sense when I think about it. He knew he made a mistake with Bill Parcells. Parcells had that famous quote, if they, you know, they should at least give us the chance, you know, if we're going to make the food, we should be able to go have a, have a say in what we're going to buy. Right. I'm paraphrasing, but you know what I mean? I think Bob Kraft recognized that he made a mistake with that and didn't let it happen again with Bill, Bill Belichick. And that carried on to where it did. So that I will commend him. As far as the, this, you know, ownerships in, in football, I don't know, man. It's... Well, you, you know, Joe, for if, like, I, I call Dr. Buss the greatest uh, owner in team sport. So like when it so if we were looking at all four major sports, I, I would just put uh, Mr. Kraft below him. Yeah, I think, the, I think you got. I think you got. You have some validity there for sure, and for sure, Jerry Buss. I, I'm, I've racked my brain here since you said it uh, on on play playback. Yeah, I can't. I can't pick anyone else. I mean, you're talking about while he was the owner alive, ten, ten championships. Ten. That's, that's ten. Ten. With the sixteen, since you guys all like the appearance part, Q, Cubans sixteen. Cubans own the Mavericks for 21 years. He only has one. Well, that's because he never had Magic and Shaq and Kobe and Kareem and those guys. I mean, the talent does help, but at the same time, Magic did this, you know, he, uh, Buss wanted Magic. There were some guys that wanted Sidney Moncrief. Some people wanted Dominique Wilkins. He picked James Worthy or wanted James Worthy. Dr. Buss made some really good calls for a guy that didn't know a lot about basketball. And again, a lot of it was because he had this thing in his head that was half a genius. He he understood concepts. Why this? Why that? And James Worthy, I, I I've been actually getting that question a lot lately about James Worthy being a third option. I said, J- if if the Lakers don't draft James Worthy, we do not win the 1988 uh, NBA championship. Sure, we don't. We have no shot at winning that championship without James Worthy. And I know he gets a lot of heat for the one that they lost because of uh, his errant pass, but he helped put them in a position where they were able to win that series. Yeah, that's that 84 thing was a burner. Uh, When I got older and understood what was going on, um, Bird Bird doesn't beat Magic. Lakers are sitting a couple of championships ahead of the Celtics. It's that close sometimes, guys. That's why it's important to always focus and always think, you know, Go all out because it's those little things, those little things that'll cost you a championship. And that's there, that's what reggae that is. Joe, reggae Joe. There is less than a zero percent chance, less than you heard me, less than zero 
that Kareem hugs LeBron when he breaks his record. That will not happen. That's a fantasy. Okay, guys, Gerald's kind of sort of looked at me sideways about this uh, because Gerald likes, you know, he likes nice stuff. I wonder what is it. I'm trying to look at you sideways now. It's really yeah. hard. To <laughs> I've, I've, I've gone on, I've gone on Kareem uh, for years about his pettiness. He's come off extremely petty for a man who arguably could be the greatest basketball player of all time. Now, I don't think any center can be the greatest. Uh, unfortunately, that's just how I look at things because it's like, it just, you can't, you got to wait for somebody else to get you the ball. It's not, it doesn't, it's gotta be a separate section. It's like pitchers. Pitchers are pitchers. They're not the greatest baseball players. They're pitchers. So the, the one that kind of really set me off, really set me off to the point where I'm like, Ugh, is when he whined about his statue. It's just a grown man like that with all that he's done crying about a statue. Really? You've gotten to that point in your 60s to be crying about a statue? If it happens, it happens. Why do why you have to cry about it? And he wants to have that scoring record? Well, then maybe you should have played a couple more years then. <laughs> True indeed. <laughs> but once again... Don't ever long... look at me sideways again, by the way. Again, that's hard to do, especially when you're up there. Yeah, because every time I talk about Kareem and what he does, you act like I'm sitting around like making stuff up. I'm telling you what I'm seeing here. Oh, why would I say that? I I don't disagree with you on that. Kareem is a how should I say this? A mercurial, a mercurial. Individual? See what I'm saying? You have to use yeah. some fancy word. No, that 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 that's He's a, a very complex word for. He's a crybaby. He's a very complex individual. He's not He's complex. complex. He's a crybaby. Uh, I do believe a lot about uh, and do agree with a lot of his st- stances on, on as far as the funny thing is he's got the he's got the he's got the best and, by the way he's got and, the best statue too by the way. <laughs> but I, I you know again his in regards to some of the, the things he said about the bat, current way that basketball is played LeBron some other things he's very pointed in his comments and yeah it's it's easy to disagree well, he, with he, him. As far as uh, Joe's correct there, as far as basketball is concerned, he he, there's a lot of vanity, right? Um, Like Magic Skyhook, when Kareem saw him do it in practice on his own, he was he was offended basically, and he told Irvin that no, you're not going to embarrass me by by uh shooting the sky, baby skyhook like that this is the way you do it so there i agree with joe i think there's i love kareem and and like joe said uh, like he's got a top 3 resume all time as far as nba is concerned both personal and team accolades but there's a certain vanity with him about his career about his, uh, the perception of him and, um, you know, and he just didn't whine about the statue. He's he's also whined that, you know, he never got a fair shake at a head coaching job. But I, I digress. That's that's a story for a different day. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. The Lakers do fall 116 to 111. But guys, uh, we'll be back on Friday. I, I know our schedule for 
Thursday. I don't think anything is planned. I know we're, we're contemplating when we can go ahead and get together for a Lakers history one-on-one because Towelgate is on the mind. NBA observations, uh, plan to go ahead and, and try to see if we can put out some more of that as well. I know we're doing a lot of NBA observations on our live watch parties. They're really good conversations. And if you are missing them, you're missing out on some great stuff. Unfiltered. And Zangerstein said she can't join because she would be very unfiltered. Go ahead. Yeah, More the merrier. Yeah. More the merrier, Come Gerald. On Check us out at, at again for our games during the games, playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Nick Molina does a great job as well when he's on. We actually had Henry from Courtside Lakers. He was there for the first time the other night. So yeah, go ahead and check out. Be part of the fun right there for you during the games right here at Lakers Fast Break. But I will say before we head on out, the doom and gloom heads out because on Friday, Memphis rolls into town on an 11-game winning streak. Your thoughts, guys. It's going to be a 7 o'clock starting time, I believe. And if that's the case, do the Lakers have any shot in winning, Joe? Give me that one-word answer. No. That's what I thought it would be. Sean, any chance the Grizzlies win? I mean, the Grizzlies don't win on Friday? Hard to believe, Gerald. Hard to believe it that they're on a, such a torrid streak right now. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's uh, really, really <laughs> tough, tough ask. And that's the way you close out your your home well, stand, I, which was looking so yeah. good. Look, I thought was, things were going to be a lot better for the team, Sean. It's just not gone right at all. Uh, not at all, Gerald. And we talked about this this 10 game stretch here where you're playing nine out of 10 teams who are either in the playoff position or in the play in position. And I call it the savage 10 because it is savage. You are playing some teams that could possibly gut us and we need to, we lost this one. I said, we, I think we need to go win seven of the next 10. So that means winning seven of the next nine. And if you're losing to Memphis on Friday, that means you got to win seven of eight. And I don't see that happening as of right now. Buckle up, buckle up because the road's going to get a little bit more bumpy. Joe, you and I have been on the Denver train as far as winning the Western Conference since day one. Those, that's those were our pick. The, the no, I get the credit. I oh, said it first. No, I said it. You trip, go check the trip. tape. We both Zinger's agreed time. that Denver was going to be number one. But let's talk about Memphis real quick. Memphis, really strong defensive team. Great Triple young J, nucleus. the Block Panther. Yeah, Triple J is just incredible. The defensive player of the year because he's now, I think he's now played enough games. Do you see Memphis, you know, be ending up being on top of the Western Conference? I think there's a definite real possibility of that happening. Yes, yes. I think it's it's very well, possible. Well, after you did that twirl thing at the beginning, it's not looking as I, great. I will, say, I will say this, though, Gerald. Last season, they were very quiet at the trade deadline, like de- mm-hmm. like dead silent. I think they need to make a move. I think you you need go ahead, Joe. You 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 said it. They need one more guy to be a we're gonna need them to be really good before they face Boston because we're gonna have to go through this again this year because Boston's going to the finals in the East. Yeah. I agree. So we need to cheer for Denver now. 
or we need to cheer for Memphis or somebody. That's Memphis crazy. is too young. Uh, they don't. I don't think they have enough to. I don't think, like you said, Denver or Memphis, they need another part. They need another yep. piece, I think. But I think, I think Denver could, Denver could be that they, 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 they need one more guy that can just, they're Rasheed Wallace, like the old four Pistons, that, that just gets them to a level where they're like, okay, we can get to the finals now and we can be competitive. Because Let me ask Den- you. Denver's a bad matchup for, uh, Den- uh, for, the, for the Celtics, should they meet. Yeah, that's the only thing. Can Denver play enough defense to win the game? That's that's uh, you know in a tight. Uh, There's really no series. defense in the NBA anymore, anyways. Well, in playoffs, they kind of they. I, I have a feeling in the playoffs they are going to increase the level of defense. Obviously, you game plan better against teams because of that, and I think the defense will be a little bit more apparent during the playoffs and or finals. What kind so of parent? Apparent, apparent, apparent. It apparent. means the defense will be better, Joe, in the playoffs. <laughs> Parents. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and ask. This has been asked in our awesome chat, the best Lakers chat room that's out there at the Lakers fast break. Before we head on out, Sean, Joe, the question's been out there. I already answered it in the chat earlier, and that is, do you think the Lakers will make the playoffs? Because it's been asked more than once by our great you know, Lakers chat room that's been out there. So I ask you at this point, Lakers are 20 and 25, 55 games, uh, 45 games in. Do they still have a chance? Are they going to be able to make the, at least the plan? Let's go at least to make the plan. Okay. I give the, the, the percentages of the plan right now at 20, at less than 10%. <laughs> I put it around 15%. Well, I said 10 beginning of the year. I'll stick to it. I said they were in tenth, going to be in 10th place, and they have not even met my expectations. I'm going to say that there's a 10% shot of, of them actually making the playoffs at this point. They have to go ahead and hurdle too many teams. Too Look, many a, teams are playing. There's a 50-50% chance that they're going to make the playoffs, but there's only a 10% chance of that. You sound like Scott Steiner. I, I, that's, I, I, that's, an old, that's an old naked guy. Or little, little, little Giants – Football is eighty percent mental. If, if you want to see something physical, <laughs> if you want to see something funny, type in Scott Steiner math equation impact promo, <laughs> and you'll know what I mean on that because it's the some of the funniest things you'll ever see about his uh, addition on that. But before we head on out, I will tell you right now that we will be back on Friday for sure. Or if something comes up on Thursday, obviously we'll go ahead and, and be right here. So if you're subscribed, you'll get the latest notification when we're on, on the air. But definitely be back here on Friday after our live watch party. Go ahead, please join us for our live watch parties each and every time out. Nick, Sean, Joe, they all do a great job right there for you at the Lakers Fast Break live watch party as he mimics my hands while doing so. But before we end it out, just want to thank everybody for watching. To anybody out there that's now joining us after the 15 different Lakers fast break groups I joined today that I just shared this to. Hopefully, you'll be able to go ahead and stay with us right here at the Lakers fast break. To the group at Courtside Lakers on Instagram. If you're watching us now for the first time, welcome. And be a part of the Lakers fast break by checking us out and subscribing to us either at Courtside Lakers or go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. It's probably the best place to start off with, or Twitch or Facebook as well. But guys, it's been great. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to let Joe know it's not even eleven thirty. 
his time. He's yawning, and it's almost three o'clock my time. And uh, <laughs> I just want to say I, I put in the effort. I've been up since five. My eyes are turning red. All right, well, let's get you guys out of here so you can get some rest. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. We'll be back again for the game. I believe it's a 7 o'clock starting time right there for you for the Lakers at home to finish off a terrible homestand. Will the chants get louder for to Genie for sell this team? We'll find out, but, of course, we'll be here after the game to report it on for you, and hopefully we'll be able to – since what, you guys uh, – are amazing in the chat room. But once again, thanks so much to Z, Petting My Cat, John McCallion, Reggae Joe, new face out there. Appreciate it. Reggae Joe. Yes. Please be a regular Reggae Joe. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, brought everything to, you know, burger toppings. That was great by by Reggae Joe. Jim Howe, Gary A, just incredible, incredible. Douglas. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do here at the Lakers Any, Fast anybody Break. Anybody ever put calamari on a burger? I haven't. But I have not as of yet, but that's something interesting to try out. You know, you can put anything on a burger, seemingly. Pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. We'll be back on Friday for sure after our awesome live watch party. Be a part of it on playback.tv. But we'll be here, and please go ahead and like and subscribe so you can get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air on Friday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Have I tried sushi on a burger? Uh, Maybe not everything goes well on a burger. Yeah, definitely not sushi. Pineapple does go on pizza. That's true. Good point, John. Good point, indeed. The Lakers Fast Break Podcast.